The iPhone XR is here at T-Mobile, and there's a whole lot to love. Like taking those perfect new year, new you portrait mode selfies you're going to share. Nice. It's the best way to stay connected to everyone you'll heart most in 2019. So get ready to fall in love with iPhone XR on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE to learn more or visit a store today. Torn Radio, where we are broadcasting life and broadcasting love. It's good to be with you guys uh, doing a mid-afternoon podcast uh, for you today before the evening gets incredibly busy with my family, with my with my kids. My daughter gets home in just a little bit of, under an hour, and it is uh, good to be with you guys. Welcome aboard. For those of you who are listening uh, over on the audio side, for those of you who are watching on the video side, you are listening and watching on Torn where we are broadcasting life and broadcasting love. It is good to be with you guys from Studio 14B. I'm your host, Jay Trainer. My friends, I don't want to lose sight of the importance of what it means to be people of mission, people of character, people of integrity, because all too often we get so weighed down, we get so bogged down with different things. And you know what, my friends? I don't think that I'm recording live over on the audio side. Maybe I am. I don't know. Anyway, we get weighed down with so many different things. We get so weighed down with so many different options. And uh, the distraction from vision is so easy to happen in our lives. We, we lose focus. We lose sight of what really, ultimately, truly matters. I don't know if that's been you before. I don't know if you've been down that road, if, if you've kind of gotten lost in the shuffle of things, if you've uh, been distracted before. But... I think it's important to get back to the main point of why we do what we do and for whom we ultimately do it. See, my friends, we have been involved in a lot of retreats over the years, and it is so easy to uh, get distracted by looking at one one way of doing things and get caught up in the system. Uh, but God has called me, God has called you, each one of us, to be world changers by his power and by his might. How do we do it? Well, we don't lose focus of the end game, of understanding that there are people out there that so desperately need Jesus. One of the messages that I preached over the weekend when I was down at Tuscora Inn and Conference Center, which, by the way, was a blast. We had a great time. Um, if you haven't seen the video, my daughter actually swam for the very first time on her own, my four-and-a-half-year-old daughter. It was great. It was awesome. She was all in. Uh, she moved around the pool like crazy. Uh, with noodles uh, throughout the day, and we decided, hey, let's give this a try and see if she can actually swim. And wouldn't you know it, she got the rhythm down of doing the doggy paddle and kicking her legs, and she went about five yards, ten yards with me in the pool, which was so fantastic and and so incredible. Proud dad moment. Uh, if I were to hashtag it, it would be a proud, incredible dad moment. So we had a good time this weekend, but one of the messages I talked about was being modern day Moseses with his mission, with his influence, and ultimately with his call. For you and for me, we have the same deal. Uh, we have a mission in our lives. We have a call to influence our generation 
and we should not neglect that reality. So without further ado, uh, let me dive in and read God's word starting at Exodus chapter 2, verses 23. We're going to read into chapter 3, uh, ending with verse 6. Before I read, I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to give a little personal backstory of what this verse or what this passage truly means to me. Let's pray together. God, thanks for the opportunity to dive into your word. I thank you for those that are watching, those that are listening in uh, to this podcast. I pray, Lord, that you would move in our hearts and stir in our lives, Lord, uh, ultimately what it is that you want to accomplish. Uh, Lord, I thank you for those that are part of this community called Untorn uh, for these Thursday um, random podcast times. Uh, it's great, and I thank you for my family. Uh, and I just simply ask, Lord, that you would get all the glory. Thank you, Lord. We pray this in your name, and together we say, Amen. So, I heard a message similar to the one that I'm actually going to share with you. I heard a message similar based off these verses that really impacted and shook my world. Uh, At the time, I was working as a youth pastor full-time in the Rochester, New York area. Loved it, enjoyed youth ministry, uh, but really felt like God was calling me out and doing something more with and and inside my life. Uh, And so that became a head-scratching moment for me. Like, what's next? What am I going after? What what am I living for? So I heard this message. And it was something, guys and ladies, that radically changed my world. Um, Getting called by God into relationship with Him, that was one thing. Having a family, that's another thing. There's these benchmark moments that we can all ascribe to and all agree with. But at the same time, with all these different benchmark moments, this was one of them. This was one of them that ultimately culminated in the development and the growth of the infusion retreat and youth ministry that we run. Let's read it together. Starting in verse 23 of Exodus chapter 2, it reads as follows in the ESV. During those many days, the king of Egypt died and the people of Israel groaned because of their slavery and they cried out for help. Their cry for rescue came up. Their cry for rescue from slavery came up to God, and God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. God saw the people of Israel, and God knew. Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, and he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in the flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. He looked, and behold... The bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. And Moses said, I will turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, Do not come near. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. And he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Thus, the reading of the word of the Lord out of Exodus 2 and Exodus 3. Thanks be to God. One of the highlights of this passage to me was the cries for distress that the people of Israel have as they are stuck in captivity in Egypt. There are many people out there that are in bondage, that are in a really bad spot, and they are crying out for help. They are crying out 
of their distress. I know many people today that are enslaved to sin. Now these Israelites, they weren't enslaved to sin. They were enslaved as, as people to be the workforce of, of Egypt, of the Egyptians. And they treated them very, very cruelly. It was, it was a harsh environment. That's just what it was like for them. And so here, here they are in their distress. And the work uh, increased for them. And of course, out of their labor, out of their pain, out of their hurt, out of their situation, they cried out to the Lord, Lord, it's not fair, it's not right, here we are in our distress. And I wonder today how many people in my world and how many people in our world in general are calling out in their distress. They're kind of just stuck in the moment or stuck with whatever life is giving them. Think about it. You all have co-workers or, or classmates or youth group friends. You all have different people that are connected in your world. And yet, for whatever reason, we oftentimes will blow them off thinking that they're okay. And ultimately, compromise takes place. And for you and for me, we were never meant to be people of compromise. We were meant to be people of conviction. So here's these people crying out in their distress, in their slavery. Which begs the question, how much slavery to sin is there out there? And am I, am I hearing the cries of those that are stuck in their slavery? Are you hearing the cries of those that are stuck in their slavery? Because, again, we get busy, we get distracted, and we forget what truly matters. And I think it's important, guys and ladies, to, to continue to remember those that are calling out to the Lord in their distress. So you have that, and that's a pivotal moment. But the really cool thing is that God is aware, and that's the second point I want to highlight with you. They are stuck in their slavery. For people today, they're stuck in their slavery to sin. But God's aware. God knows. He knows what's up. He knows what they're dealing with. He knows that as hard as they try, they're still stuck in their slavery. And there are people, guys and ladies, that are in your world that as, tr as hard as they try... As hard as they go at it, guess what? They are still ultimately entrapped in their sin. But God knows. God has got something to do about it. <laughs> That's a really cool thing with God. It's the fact that he is aware, but he does something with it. I don't know if you know people out there that are aware of different things, and yet they don't do anything about it. I encounter them a lot. I am one of them oftentimes. But for whatever reason, when God knows, he doesn't just sit on the sidelines, sit on the sidelines of life. He's active. He's not a passive God. He's involved in our world. He doesn't just let the world go to whatever it's going to go to and just kind of leave it hanging out to dry. He says, "I'm here. Would you embrace me? Would you Come to me in, in relationship. So we have opportunity because God knows. God makes the opportunity. God paves the way. Even in the midst of times in life where we don't, where we want to control it ourselves. So here's Moses just living the life. He fled from Egypt because he murdered a guy. And 
I'm sure he's filled with shame and ridicule and things like that. So he runs away. He flees. He meets his wife in this in this area called Midian, where his father-in-law Jethro is hanging out. And of course, he leads a simple life, kind of tending to the flock, keeping them safe. Little little does he know what God has in store for him. So they're hanging out. He and these animals. God says, I want to get your attention. So Moses is called. That's the third point today. Is that there's a divine encounter that's bound to happen. And for us today, for you and for me, I wonder if we are meant to have a divine encounter of some, some sorts where God calls us out in the midst of our normal, everyday life. And he says, I want you to come check out this very abnormal thing because what I'm about to do is huge and massive and worth it. And so Moses responds to this divine encounter. And he goes. And he does it. And Moses talks to himself. I will turn aside, see this great sight. Hey, this bush is on fire. But ain't it ain't burning up. It ain't going anywhere. What's up with that? God calls to him from the bush. Moses, Moses. And he responds by saying, Here I am. What's your response when God calls you? Do you say, Here I am? Do you say, Here I am, send me? Here I am, use me? Or are you kind of like a lot of people that are shying away from the potential of being used as a pioneer because that's the type of relationship that's the type of call that is placed on Moses's life to go do something that's very abnormal very radical very out of the box and of course the next thing that happens is the call not just the call of of Moses to come near but you have the call to let go of the comfort Chances are this encounter was happening during the day. It was in the desert. What's hot during the day? Sand. Right? Sand is massively hot. Sand is not cool by any stretch of imagination. So Moses is ultimately called to come near. But then Moses has said, take off your comfort. Take off your sandals because the place in which you are standing is inhabited, is lived in by me. And I've got to believe that we need to step out of our comforts into his zone and meet God where he is at because he ultimately will keep us safe even in the midst of hot sand, even in the midst of fire that's burning on the surface of the hot sand. He will keep you comfortable. He will not necessarily keep you comfortable, but he will be your safety. He will be your guide. Because God's got your back, my friends. Why do I share all this? Why do I talk about this passage? It's because there are a lot of people I know out there that I believe have the call of God on their lives. And for whatever reason, for whatever reason, they are quick to dismiss it because they don't see themselves as worth it. Or maybe they've been written off by other people and they believe that lie. I don't know. There are so many different variables and excuses and reasons that we can talk about and elaborate on. Tonight, or today rather, 
I'm talking to the go-getter. Today, I'm talking to the pioneer who says, you know what? I've done the everyday thing, and I'm ready for more. Are you ready to take off your sandals, the comforts of life that you have, that you live in, to keep yourself safe from the burning sand, scolding fire? Is God calling you into a divine encountering, a divine encounter moment where he says, I want to shake you and I want to make you? Because there's a people that need that needs rescuing. In this case, the Israelites. They were the people that needed Moses to lead them, to pull them out of Egypt and take them to the promised land. But because at the center of it, we have to remember, it is ultimately God who is raising up Moses in the first place. And preparing the people in the first place. Because God heard their cries in slavery. There are a lot of people, a lot of situations that enslave us. Sin being a huge attribute, a huge guilty party, huge part of that. You're made for more. You're made for his cleansing. You're made for his redemption. You're made for more. And for you and for me, we need to go after it. We need to go after God's best that he has for each and every one of us. Remove the comforts. Come to the divine encounter and see what God has placed in front of you in the call of your life. And that, my friends, is today's Untorn. I want to thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being part of this. People in your world are enslaved to sin. God knows. God hears. He wants to use you. He calls you. He calls me to divine encounters. And he calls us to remove our comforts so that he and his witness abides inside of all of us. God bless you, my friends. Thank you for tuning in and being part of this vodcast and podcast, this broadcast from Studio 14B. I'm your host, Jay Trainer, saying so long. We'll see you next time right here on untorn.net. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you soon. God bless you, my friends. Give us our trespasses as we forgive